All right. Well, we'll see how this episode goes and how long this will take. Yeah, we were dead. Zara was actually in a cocoon. I was becoming a butterfly. I was waiting for five minutes. I was just cold, okay? She was cold in her cocoon. But now you have two blankets, so you're double cocooned. My body has not warmed up to the temperatures yet. It's literally (laughs) 78 degrees outside, Zara. 78. The temperature of this new room that I'm in. Oh, okay. You mean this climate-controlled AC? Yeah, AC, a.k.a. cold. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities you got a friend to me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 33, those double threes episode of Mirror with Mouse Ears. I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. We are a Disney couple who is married and lives in Dallas. True. And we love all things Disney, whether it be the parks, Disney games, Disney music. Music. We also like pop culture, books, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. Everything except for exercising. Um, yeah, that's pretty yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That that's us. That's about it. And eating healthy. Oh gosh. Shout out to recording this day on tax day whenever Sonic had half off cheeseburgers. Did we partake? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Thank you, Sonic, for coming through. So before we jump into the topic for today, we got to give a little fan shout out. Fan shout out. So we have been trying to connect with our audience, whether through Instagram or Facebook. And yo, it's working. People are... Talking to us. Random strangers that we don't know. They're informing me whenever I make mistakes or telling us whenever we say funny things or what episodes they they like. Or just telling us that they're listening. It's awesome. Exactly. So this fan shout out comes from Bibbidi Bobbidi Bakers. They are the triple B big baller brand of the Disney blog universe. Do you know about big baller brand? No. LaVar Ball? No. Lonzo nope. Ball? Nope. LiAngelo Ball? No. Who Lamello are these people? Ball? No. The Balls are professional basketball players, and their dad is like um, the Donald Trump of dads, and he just says crazy things, and he gets on e- on ESPN. But that's not who we are talking about today. Instead, we are talking about Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Bakers. Dude, I just love saying that. Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Bakers. You could say that all day. I know. For someone who stutters, I can say Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Bakers pretty well. I'm feeling it's pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. So this is actually a very unique blog. Um, Christine and her husband are Disney newbies. You're trying to tell me that they are grown adults and that they have never been to Disney before. Yes, correct. Are you ready for the, for this next plot twist? Sure. Her husband, Christine's husband, works on staff with Chris Trent. Oh, the we, Chris Trent we talked about last episode. Yes, which we will get to the Trents in a, just a second. So mm. because of that. They started listening to our podcast, mm. and Christine reached out and basically said, yo, love the podcast. We are Disney first-timers, and so listening to our podcast has been great for her. 
Um, so they just went on a trip. Loved it so much that she is starting up this blog. I like that. Um, kind of talking about her Disney perspective as a first timer. I like it's that. It's great. So you can check out Bibbidi Bobbidi Bakers um, on social media. Triple B's. So shout out to Christine for reaching out. And she is the big baller brand of uh, Disney podcasting. Yep. The Dis- sure. Of the Married with, with Mouse Ears podcasting world. Yep, that's it. Whenever we say bibbidi bobbidi bakers, just know it's all about those triple Bs, baby. Those <laughs> oh triple Bs. Goodness. So back to Chris Trent. So Chris Trent's wife, Wendy Trent, is the greatest Disney travel agent this world has ever seen. Sure, that is high praise, but yeah, that's probably true. I I know it is true. Yes. From personal experience. <laughs> you cannot question my experience. So if you're planning a trip to Disney World or maybe a Disney cruise or anywhere on property, yeah. give Wendy a email at Wendy at yellowstreetravel.com. That's Wendy with a Y. Wendy with a Y. And she can help you book your entire trip for free. For free. She no up, monies. She wakes up really early. She has really fun um, like secrets and hidden lists and just... Disney pro tips and life hacks. And she does all the work for you. You yeah. literally tell her what you want to do and she will plan it all, book it all, get you all those dining reservations. There is way too much good TV and movies out for you to be worrying about booking your Disney trip. Very true. So if you are booking a trip, just give that, just contact Wendy and then go watch five episodes of Atlanta and Trust because TV is at an all time high right now. True. True statement. Also, in that fun Facebook group we talked about today, they asked about what Disney snack you wanted to eat most that day, and like 30 people commented on it, and it was very exciting. I saw that you commented. I did. Yeah, so one of the sad, weird things about the Trent family, though, pretty sure Wendy Trent and her daughter, Abby Trent, don't like Dole Whips. Hmm. Very strange. I know. She's still a, a great travel agent, but we will <laughs> need her on the podcast to explain explain and defend her horrid taste bud take by yeah. not liking Dole Whips. Because Chris said the Dole Whip float, and I was totally all about that because it was like actually hot in Texas today. Yeah. And I could have just used a nice, cool, refreshing, pineapple-flavored ice cream delicacy. Always. Can we all use that? Well, today we are not really talking about Disney snacks. Today we are talking about our top 10 Disney songs. So remember a few weeks ago when we got that other comment from that one person? You mean Spotify Shelly? Oh, was it Spotify Shelly? It was Spotify Shelly. Oh man, she suggested it. How did you forget about Spotify Shelly? No, I didn't forget about here. I just forgot who was the suggestion maker. Okay, yeah, it was not Spot... Or, yeah, it was not Princess J. Platt. It was not Bibbidi Bobbidi Bakers. Triple B's. No, it wasn't. Um, also, Emerson Palazzo and your mom, Mary Black, were also Mary fan Black. shout-outs, but we didn't do Also, cool. Bobby. Bobby? Bobby Harris. Oh, yes, you are correct. Yeah, so there there are some people who we didn't do cool nicknames for. Sorry, but Spotify Shelly... Um, in her Facebook comment, wanted to know our favorite Disney songs. This and is so, hard. This is this is this hard. is honestly the hardest this is hard. podcast we have ever had to prep for. Probably harder. And by than... prep for, 
We don't really prep a ton. No, we don't. It's all off of the dome, homie. Yeah, harder than, like, rides, harder than snacks, harder than... It's just hard, because songs, yeah, there's literally so many good ones. There are so many songs. I think that we could make a top 50 list, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. people would still be mad about songs that we left off. Yes. There are, are so many songs. So, this will probably be a continual theme. Whether we do, like, a top 10 right now and then 11 through 20 later, mm. or, or we might do best Disney love songs, or yes. best Disney villain songs, yes. or best Disney hype songs, yes. or best Disney non-animated songs, or oh. best Disney theatrical songs, hmm. or best Disney... Okay, sorry. So see, We'll just start with this, I guess. So what we are going There's to like do... There's, like, not even a category. It's just songs. Like, that's there, so broad. There is no category. We are just going top 10 songs. And the way that we are, are going to do this is we are just going to do... Like a fantasy football draft where where Zara picks first, I pick second. Zara picks third, I pick fourth. So we each really get five picks, um, but it'll create out our top ten list. And so however Zara chooses is going to impact how I choose, and how I choose will probably impact how Zara chooses. Maybe like, or maybe not. Like is there a song that I think could go in in like the fourth round and then you take it in the second round, and all of a sudden, that song went way higher than I thought it was going to. Probably, because I picked random weird songs. Wait, what? Okay, this is one of the things that I was thinking about whenever creating this list, is that the personality type of the Completely different. is going to, yeah, like, kind of craft what this list is going to look like. Like, are you someone who likes hype songs? Are you someone who likes radio songs? I mean, like, um, radio songs, yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, you'll be in my heart, that Tarzan song by Phil Collins. It is a Phil Collins song, and it sounds like something that would come on the radio. So, are you someone who likes radio songs? Do you like love ballad songs? Maybe. Do, do you like songs that Disney just literally made up a word like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious or or a zippity doodah? Like, are, are both you someone who just choices. likes random Disney magical made up songs? Kind of. Or do you like more realistic concrete songs? No. Maybe. So we will see what happens whenever I told Zara. I did give Zara a little bit of parameters. First thing is catchiness. Can you bebop to the song? Do your feet move? Do you sing it in the shower? Do you sing it in the car? Whenever you listen to it, does it just keep repeating all day? Or is it a, 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 or is it a song that you hear, but meh? Hmm. Is good, it good to think about? important to the film's plot? So, like, is it just, just like a throwaway song, or is this song, like, a critical part of the movie? Because I feel like if the song is, is a critical part, part of the movie, it has more substance to it. Hmm. Could be true, but there are some good songs that are totally random. I, I know, but then on that other part, is the song an individual? Like, can it stand on its own without the movie? Yes, okay. I see so what you're saying. So, if the movie didn't exist... Or if you were just listening to the song, like if the song came on the radio, mm-hmm. would you listen through all, I mean like throughout the whole song? Mm-hmm. Or or would they start singing zippity doo da, zippity day? And then you're like, nope, scratch that. I'm hmm. going to listen to, to some Drake. No, I would not skip <laughs> that for Drake. Incorrect. I uh, have. Yeah. Not ever. We'll see. So, Zara, since I've done a lot of talking right now. I have to go first. And since you are a lady. I am. 
And uh, you are going to go first. I feel like you could probably guess this. I, I literally don't even know what I'm going to pick first, so I don't know what you're going to pick first. I don't know if this is... It's just kind of like first on my list, but is it like first in my heart? I don't know. Is it first on like my soundtrack? Maybe. I like this song a lot. Zara, I, I understand like there are songs that I love, but if I put them number one or 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 number two on my top Disney list, mm-hmm. I know people are going to comment and say that I'm a Disney fraud. Well, so, well, this is it's a Disney song. How could you be a Disney fraud? I don't know. I'm just always in my head. Okay, well, I'm just going to go with the classic Zero to Hero. Whoa! Oh, my gosh! From Hercules. Whoa! So you guys know I like this song because I picked it for our podcast. Zara, this is the hottest take of all hot takes. You're saying the best song in the Disney universe is Zero to Hero. The best song for me personally. Oh my gosh. For me personally. Wow. What is this world? Oh, okay. Go for it. Yeah. Defend your pick. Okay. So when I was probably in fourth grade, you know, when Hercules was popular. Yeah. Um, our, I was on a competitive dance team and we did a dance to this song. We were wearing these cute little gold lame togas with a red tassel tie around it and a red matching ponytail. And so I probably heard this song like a ton of times because we had to do a dance to it. Yeah. And I don't know. This is, to me, it's a hype song. Um, so like I would It is. Like I would listen to it and I would keep listening to it because it's like short and peppy and it like peps you up. And it's just kind of like Hercules' hype song. Zara, I agree completely. This is a very hype song. Like, if I had to make a top 10 underrated songs of Disney, this mm-hmm. would be maybe number one. Yeah, so I'm it's, impressed. it's not really, like, crucial to the also, plot. Also, you, um, you pulled a me and you some random story from, from your childhood hmm. um, to yes. defend why you picked this song. I'm, yes, I, I did. I'm impressed. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, it doesn't really, it's not really like crucial, but it's very fun and I think it can stand on its own. Wow. Okay. And Ariana Grande sings a remix of it on if one Disney like soundtrack and it's really good. I forget what it's called, like a, a Disney collection soundtrack. You know who needs to sing that song? Beyonce. Like, man, that just seems like a Destiny Child song. That would also be good. But Ariana Grande, she did a really good job. Okay. So, wow, that was unexpected. I'm going just, to. It's just um, good. Okay. How I created my top beginning list was like songs that whenever I think of Disney and songs that I literally know every single word to. Sure. And songs that whenever I close my eyes and I think of the word Disney song, the auditory response in my eardrums is this song. Hmm. And that is a whole new world. So, yeah, the number one song hmm. um, that I think of is A Whole New World from Aladdin. It was the first Disney song to ever win a Grammy. Um, I think it is the most romantic love song of any um, Disney movie. It is. It takes you to a whole new world. It hmm. takes you. It transports you. It, it is the perfect picture of Aladdin trying to be someone that he's not. And finally, he's like, you, you know what, Jasmine? I'm just going to be me. And I'm going to take you to a whole new world. And I'm just going to just be 
uh, me and you, and that it is all that really matters in this world. That's good. It's pretty crucial to the plot. I mean, like it, it helps them fall in love. Yeah. That's whenever Aladdin's whole trajectory turns around. He literally was like Jasmine had like kicked him off of the balcony. And then luckily carpet was there. And then he's like, hey, Save the day. girl, come take a ride on my flying carpet. Which, by the way, that's just like a total cheat code. Like anytime that a magic carpet shows up, like you are going to win the girl. I wish I wish we had one. Uh I don't think we could have possibly gotten married or fallen in love faster than we did. It was like two months of dating and you, we were in an IHOP and you wanted me to like say the L word. And I'm like, Zara, it's been two months. We were 18. Yeah. Yeah. But there was no need for a magic carpet. <laughs> Your boy brought all of the magic and all, all of the All the game that you could bring. That I needed to bring. That's all you needed. Yeah. Well, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, it's more of a ballad than like a hype song. Man, obviously. I made a list of fifteen songs, thinking that fifteen, um, thinking that you were like pick different ones, and and I would have to like adjust zero to hero, just completely. Okay, wow. did you literally forget what my favorite Disney movie is? No, I forgot how crazy your love, your how irrational. Sorry, not crazy. How irrational. Your love for Hercules is, is such an underrated movie. Is the word irrational better than crazy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Because you don't like it whenever I say crazy. It's not very nice. I, I know, I know, I know. Okay. All right. What is your second pick? Third okay. best Disney song. This one This one you might have. Um, I'm going to go with Be Our Guest. Oh, all right, good. The song's from Beauty and the Beast, obviously. And we know you like Beauty and the Beast, but not enough to put it in your top movies. Zara, can I tell you that I absolutely love this song, and for some reason I forgot about it, and I even put it on my list. How did you forget about it? And I am ashamed of myself. Oh, my gosh. Just showing how many good songs there are in this is a universe. There's so many. Um, so this one is like a party song, sort of. Like, oh, it's a party. Okay, yeah. It's like the Beauty and the Beast version of a party song. Um, Lumiere basically like owns it. Uh, in the stage projection at Disney World, this is like such a fun number. You have... You have all the characters dressed up. They're all coming out. You have, like, that apple pie moment. You have all these, like, desserts. Shout out to Philhar Magic. I mean, it's just so good. And it it stands on its own. Like, it's uh, kind of pivotal to the story. Not really. It's more just like a fun song. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just it's just a classic. And I just want it on my soundtrack. Like, I have two, like, bumping songs right now. So I feel like I'm doing good. Man, I have realized that um, you are just more fun than me. Yep. That's all it is. That's for sure. It. Well, the rest of my picks, you know, they're like, those are like the best. Those are like the funnest ones. Okay. Well, I, my number two song is another just fun song that whenever I hear this song, I cannot help but sing along with my ping pong. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to rhyme for just a second. And that is... Under the sea. Oh, yeah. Under the sea. Yep, that's good. I just love the Caribbean flavor. Sebastian bringing it to 
to town trying to convince Ariel that the seaweed is always greener down here on the ocean floor. Hmm. Trying to say wise words. Don't go for those greener pastures, girl. Like the seaweed is good. Like under the sea, you don't need your new legs. You 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 got everything down here. You got uh, you are King Triton's daughter. You own this place. Don't go to like a whole new world. You don't need a whole new world. It's under the sea. I feel like he is speaking life to her, just giving her that age old wisdom that. Maybe she will not follow. Well, no, she definitely does not follow. The song is is a complete disaster and does not accomplish what Sebastian's goals were. But it does accomplish a great banger for the Disney soundtrack. Very true. This, yes, party song. Great party song. Would I say that, bringing it back to Drake, that Drake stole Hotline Bling from Under the Sea? Like those like Caribbean flavors? I don't know. Drake is in this little like Caribbean beach flow right now, but we know that that Sebastian is the number one Caribbean music producer under That's the sea. Tr- He's a conductor and a producer and a singer. He does it all. All right, what is your third round pick? Top five. This is now the fifth best song in the Disney universe. The definitive list. No, no, according to us. No, according. This, this is definitive. This is a hundred percent objective. I, there is no subjective emotional feelings in this list. Oh, I just, I feel so. Ugh. It is my favorite thing to like make you. No, please just go through, go for the hot takes. Go for the hot takes. I don't think you want me to. But You're going to make fun of me. No, 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 no. This is a safe place, Sarah. A safe place. Uh, okay colors of the wind okay yo good song good song um again this just harkens back to our childhood um pretty sure i did dance to the song too or maybe i just remember hearing it at a dance competition i don't know why disney songs very popular for dance competitions um pocahontas for sure was one of my favorite movies we also have talked about how we enjoy pocahontas too not a bad sequel. Not um, bad. Not bad. This is Pocahontas's like big song, big moment. Um, and I had her costume that I wore to the mall one time. That was great. And it's just a beautiful song. Um, it speaks to nature and acceptance. And I mean, can we paint with all the colors of the wind? I don't know. Are we stuck with like just painting with black and white? Like, I hope not. I hope that we can learn to all paint with all the colors of the wind. Sure. You also love Pocahontas. You cling to those underrated Disney movies. Some of them. Hercules, Pocahontas, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. That's like the trifecta of the trifecta of um, colossally underrated Disney movies. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, okay. So you you support that um, that pick? Sure. Yeah, All Sarah. Right. As long as you can like defend it with gusto. What if I can't? And conviction, then I can't question it. But if you're just like a wet blanket uh, about uh, uh, about a song, there are too many good Disney songs for you to be a wet blanket for. That's true. But so far, you have brought the gusto. Okay, what's next on your list? Oh, Zara, I, I don't think that you are ready for this next one. I never am. All right? I think that you need this song right now in your life. You you, you are very stressed out about this ranking. This yes. is coming in at the perfect time. You just need a little bit of no worries. You need a little 
Hakuna Matata in your life. Okay. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Mm. Ain't no passing craze there. It's interesting how we pick certain songs over other songs from movies. Because you could go so many ways okay, let, with let, this movie. One day we will make, because one day we will have thousands of episodes. So one day we, we will make a ranking of best Disney movie soundtracks. Like which movies have the best soundtrack. And there is no question Lion King is the number one best Disney soundtrack of I all think, time. I think, I mean, you're you're already saying that. We're not on that episode yet, but I mean, it's probably true. But it's so good. Hakuna Matata, there's no song that I identify with more. My whole life is trying to not be stressed out and not have worries and knowing that God is in control um, and knowing that, um, yo, like it's all good. And for... And for a lot of people that transition from boyhood to teenagehood in that awkward um, puberty moment um, can be rough. And thankfully, uh, Simba found two good friends that could help him with that journey and teach him, hey, Simba, you're going through some weird stuff. Like there's some weird lion mixtures, some 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 acne, some urges, some tendencies um, but guess what? No worries, bro. Like, no worries. Like, everything will be fine. At least he didn't have to go to middle school. Or did he? <laughs> is that what Simba 9 is about? <laughs> I, I mean, Lion King 9? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, literally, I literally don't know. No, but there's no better way to, like, l- to learn that everybody is awkward than um, talking to an animal that literally got kicked out because of his flatulence <laughs> and for his best friend. I don't actually know what Timon's character flaw is, but Pumbaa, we obviously know. Homie is, is gassy. He's just, like, really small. I think that's his character flaw. Okay. He, like, isn't a big lion. He could get eaten so easily. So, Hakuna Matata, um, basically, they just took this old Swahili um, phrase... And they turned it into one of the most catchiest songs, a song that I tried to model my life after. And if a song is so impactful that I want to live my life in that direction, then it has to be on this top 10 list. I like it. All right. Continuing with songs that might be only important to me because they mean a lot to me and I like them. I'm going to have to go with Bibbidi Bobbidi Bakers. Oh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Whoa. Zara, I know this is such a controversial list. I love it. Um, like I said, uh, you guys know I like Cinderella. If you've listened to some of our earlier podcasts about like top animated movies or like my favorite princess is Cinderella, um, I just love her. She's great, and this is you know arguably the best song from that movie. Uh, the fairy godmother just brings the magic. Yeah. Fixes are all up. It's just like a fixer-upper song. And it like like you said, this kind of goes along the vein of zippity doo dah and supercalifragilisticex like bibbity bobbity boo. Like that's like doesn't mean Salakadula, Minchika like what does that even mean? We don't sure. know. No one she's knows. She's just saying a spell and she's making a really cool dress at the same time. And I actually chose this song for my beginning piano class in college. As kind of like my end of semester um, test. And I remember practicing this so many times. And it was hard, but I did it. And it was awesome. You being in that piano class, one of the most random Zara moments ever. 
but watching you learn this song and practice this song, one of the coolest experiences ever. It was difficult. Literally, you had never played the piano, and a semester goes by, and you're playing bibbidi bobbidi boo Can I do it now? On no. those keys. No, I cannot. But I was impressed, though. It was worth it for that time in my life. All right, well... Man, I don't even know what to do right now. I'm just all in my head about what song I should pick. But this next one, I have to pick. Um, I can, like, there are literally five other songs that, that my body is hurting that I'm not going to choose them. But I love this movie so much. I love this song so much. Um, we have discussed, me and you internally, about the idea of Mia ever getting a Disney tattoo sleeve. And this is a top two Disney tattoo that I want to get um, because I, this song means so much to me. And that is, you've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Randy Newman, man, like his voice is so just like eclectic and indifferent. But yo, there is whenever like those first few notes of this song come on, I just get all emotional. I'm so excited. You Got a Friend of Me is the number one song to Toy Story, which is my favorite Disney movie. Um, if And uh, Buzz Lightyear is probably in my top five Disney characters. Uh, so obviously there's nothing like, and yet again, my life motto. You Got a Friend in Me, bro. Like, like I will be here and I will love you and I will have a, a relationship <laughs> oh with gosh. you. I want to do life with you. I am your friend. You got a friend in me. That's nice. I'm glad. Yes, that's, this makes sense for you. Remember that time we walked up to Buzz Lightyear over spring break and it, we're playing the song for him? We literally saw Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland and me, Zara, Hunter, and Jenny, Zara's aunt, serenaded him. It was great. It was adorable. He liked it. It was so great. He really enjoyed that moment we had together. Because Buzz needed friends after being bombarded in a hot costume. He just needed to know that there was love from us in in our hearts for him. Lots of love. Lots of love. Lots of buzz love. All right, Zara. I think that this is the last round. That, that this is um, round number five. This is best Disney song number nine by Married with Mouse Ears. Number nine? You mean number ten? No. Well, you're number oh, nine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And depending on what song you pick, it's not going to be. This any, is going to be not, critical. Not going to be on your list. I am going to end off this list. It's not on your list at oh all. Oh my gosh! All right. Believe me, we picked completely different things. I cannot believe this. All right. Um, this is so weird. Uh, okay, here I you go. You are going to pick one normal song of all the Dizzy songs. Be our guest was a normal song. It was. And colors of the wind. Okay, you supported those. I did. I did. I did. Okay. <sighs> Okay. You supported those songs. I'm having like a mental breakdown thinking of all of the Disney classic songs that are not going to be on our top 10 list. So that's why we're going to do those other podcasts in the future. And it's fine. All right. Okay. Now you're ready? I'm ready. Um, I feel like I'm almost as nervous as you are going up that steep incline on Splash Mountain. I hate that so Whenever much. Whenever those vultures are just looking I over would, you. I thought about that I too. I don't know what is coming. And the the thrill and the terror I'm about to the experience. Terror. All right. That incline's it. so bad. Okay, um, I'm going to pick... Oh, so weird. Strangers Like Me from Tarzan. Whoa! 
Phil Collins, you alluded to him earlier in this podcast, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. That's the Phil Collins song that that you're... Oh, okay. I know. There's so many good ones. Defend it. Again, the soundtrack, I had it as a kid on CD, and I listened to it a lot, a lot, a lot of times. Really? I remember just being at my house, listening to the whole soundtrack. Have you seen Tarzan all... A lot of times? Uh, a pretty good amount of times, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. I am not going to lie. Tarzan and Hunchback of Notre Dame are the two Disney classic movies that I've just not seen a lot. Well, I've seen Tarzan a lot of times. Um, there's a lot of good uh, songs on this soundtrack. Uh, Phil Collins did a good job. You'll Be In My Heart was one of the ones I was going to pick. It was super good. And so now I'm I'm not, but... I know. Okay, I'm glad that you gave Tarzan some love and I Phil know. Collins some It's so, some love. again, pretty underrated, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, super pop vibe. Like, I get... Like, the whole CDs kind of has that, like, early 90s, like, can be on the radio kind of vibe. And this one I think is really good. It um, sets the stage for kind of what the movie's about. Like, you know, Tarzan's just this, like, sad little abandoned human boy lost in the jungle, had to be raised with the apes. And, you know, he sees these people and they're strangers, but he's like, hey, you guys look like me. I don't know. I just like this song and I like to sing along with it. And... I don't know. It's just like, to me, it's a, it's like a Disney song. Like it's a pivotal okay. Disney song. Sure. I, if I had the soundtrack to Tarzan, I would also probably like that song more. The only Tarzan song that I can even identify with. You'll be in my heart. Is you'll be in my heart. The, the, that drum solo. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, I'm getting all tingly right now, but I'm not picking that one. Great pick by you. There are so many. Are you aware that part of your world is not going to be on our top 10 list? Yeah, but we already had a Little Mermaid song. It's you're, fine. You're right. You're right. And I'm picking another Lion King movie. No! Why not? Ugh. We should have made a rule then about not picking more than one song from, from a movie. Yeah, we probably should have done that. Because I would have totally redone my list. So you're saying that I shouldn't... Okay, I won't. I will save this no. for... Another for our soundtrack okay, discussion. I'm saving it for next episode. Next episode. Well, next next time oh. that I I honestly think next month I care so deeply that next month we are coming back with 11 through 20. Which was why I was surprised that you picked Hakuna Matata, but I was like, all right, you like the hype song, fine. Well, af- well, I couldn't go with like two back to back love songs. You can. No, no, I'm I'm a dude. So there's a rule about not picking the same genre, but there's not, not back a to back. rule about, oh my gosh. All right. Oh, man. All right. So this one. Okay, sure. I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going crazy right now. We have not picked a single villain song, and Cruella DeVille needs to get some recognition. Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. Yo, that's like the most catchy Disney song that there is. You are going to be singing this or humming this in your mind all night long. True, but I don't feel like you just want to play it over and over again and you know all the words to it and Well, that's because there's like five words to the song. Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Hmm. I, yeah, so they took 
Two words, cruel devil, and somehow created Cruella DeVille. Okay, it's a, I'm not saying it's not a good song. It it's, is a good song, but it's very clever. It's this very is just catchy. So not it's what very I would have Well, you cornered me. I, I felt like th- there needed to be at least one villain song on this podcast just to give some recognition to the great villain songs out there. Villain's got a vill. Oh my god. This is, I shouldn't have picked this. No, you shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Take it back. Can I, re, can, yes. Can I just call a mulligan yes. right here? Take it back. No pause, no editing. I am taking away Cruella DeVille. Try again. That wasn't good I enough. I am completely confused on how you did not give this movie. I, this song was almost like top three for me, but it's been so overplayed and so overhyped that I couldn't do it. But you didn't even give any recognition to Frozen. That's true. Which is also right up there it with Lion King. It was an honorable mention for me. Best movie soundtrack in Let It Go. I know is yes. the most of a generation that whenever kids who are six, seven years old right now are our age, twenty years later, Let It Go will be their number one song. Their it'll, anthem. It'll be the song that they identify their with battle cry. the most. And I cannot believe that you did not give any recognition to it was It was on my, like, next picks list, like, the alternative list, just in case you happen to pick Zero to Hero as well. But The only I note that I have next to, to Let It Go, Ultimate Disney Classic, I love it, but it's so overplayed. Be- because true. I was going to come with some hot takes about how overhyped this song is because I figured that you would pick it no. top three. And no. Shows how little you know. Man, well, check me out. Show and love the Frozen. I'm, yeah. What up, Elsa? I'm excited. What up, Edina Menzel? Good job. You know some weird facts. What up? What up, Frozen on Broadway? Yeah, Frozen on Broadway. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love Frozen. You ready for Frozen, the sequel, to come out in a few years? Um, I'm hoping to dear Jesus, our Messiah, that it will be better (laughs) than the short that came before Coco. Come on. Don't be such a hater. No, that thing was garbage. It was not garbage. I have only walked out of a movie one time, and I almost walked out of that movie. No! Oh my goodness, no. Lord, it was bad. No, it was not! Sarah. It was fine. He's singing a song about tradition and, like, fruitcake. It was nice. I don't know. We got to have the right traditions. I felt like, you know, those people, you sort of do this sometimes, but like you'll just like make up songs about like your ordinary life. Yeah. And like they're catchy, but they're just about doing dishes. Like there's no like purpose behind it. All right. Like you made up this song like six years ago called Blood Water, Blood Water. <laughs> so like Zara just like makes up these songs and like they become like stuck in my head and it, it makes no sense. I, I, I don't even know why Blood Water was like a thing. Obviously, we, we never murdered anybody. <laughs> I have no idea either. But um, It was a thing though. But that is what like I felt like Frozen did too much where they were just like, hey, we are songwriting geniuses. We'll just write about a really dumb topic and it'll be, become catchy. No, just stick with building snowmen and troll love and open doors. Michael, it was just a short. I'm sorry. It was just a short. It was not short enough. Let's just say that. You're so mean. All right. So that is our definitive top 10 list. Cruella DeVille got the boot. Uh, She did not make it. She was too evil for our top 10 list. Sorry to all of the villains out there. Villains got a vill. All right. 
and you just did not belong on our top 10 song list. So if you are listening to this, one, let us know what you like about our list, what you don't like you about probably hated our, all of it. our list. Let's be honest. If you enjoy Zara's rogue song pickings, if you think I stayed too much in my own bubble, if... Um, if I just if you think Let It Goes overhyped and you agree with me that the tradition song was not bad, please comment. Let us know and and just know I haven't been this passionate about a podcast idea in a long time. Next month, the month of May, we are coming out with episodes eleven. Uh, we are coming out with song choices eleven through twenty. The stress will be back on. All right, because I got a whole list and some hot takes that I was not able to give on this podcast. Too stressful. Too stressful. All right, are you ready for some marriage moment? I am. So Zara finally had a Saturday off, everybody. It's a miracle. Her retail schedule has been very interesting, um, but we literally had a Saturday to do house stuff, to see movies. We raked our yard for three hours. We literally did. It was um, one of the best um, teamwork displays of marriage teamwork that we have done in a long time. Um, we have two giant trees in our front yard. Last year, instead of actually raking the leaves, I just ran over them all with my lawnmower, <laughs> thinking the bag would catch them all. Did not happen. There were tiny leaf pieces in, in, in our yard all season. So this year, I'm like, Zara, I can't do it again. We got to rake it. It was so bad. I mean, I think even after this entire raking, like, there's still leaves. Yeah. Like, I feel defeated. So so our system was I would rake them all into big giant piles, and we have this sweet leaf blower. That, that was probably the best purchase. Yeah. Like, who would have thought? I mean, that's the only time we've used it. No, no, that's the only time that you've used it. I, oh, I have okay. actually used it a lot. Oh, you have? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why the bag is all disgusting because I've used it so often. Oh, I thought it lo- it just looked. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. I do yard work. Oh, yeah. Michael does yard work. Yeah. Oh, guys, that's one okay. Of my things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. That's one of my roles. Um, sort of. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So we have this leaf blower that like sucks it all up in into to this bag no it's like instead it's not a leaf blower it's a leaf vacuum well it can do both yeah so but yeah so it vacuums it up chops it all in like little tiny bits of leaf parts and then one of the most frustrating things about raking leaves is putting the leaves into the trash can because like the trash bag always falls out or like your bags don't fit your trash can or whatever or like your trash can's too small and, and or too big and then you don't use all of the bag so I went to Home Depot, spent like fifteen dollars, and I got this. I got this. This, this mesh Ryobi, like collapsible nylon thing that looks like a laundry hamper. Yes, it looks like a laundry hamper, and basically I just put the bag in. Oh, and it just fit perfectly, and oh, it was such an easy experience. Leaf game changer. So I raked Zara. Sucked. Vacuumed up all of the leaves. Took us about three hours. Eight huge black trash bags of like of like chopped up leaves, not just like full leaves that take up a lot of space. No, this was like lifting fifty pound bags. 
it was a lot of uh, a lot of leaves. Let's just say that. So much work. I finally removed the Christmas lights from one of our trees that I had not removed yet. Guys, we just don't even look at our front yard. We don't go into it. Like, why do we have a front yard? That's one of the things about alleyways is like alleys mean that you never go in. You never use your front door. So people will come over. People will see our, our people front yard. probably drive by our house and they're like, "Those people suck." And like, who are these people that still have their still have this one tree that has Christmas lights? <laughs> Maybe on they it. Can, you can't tell from the road, but like if you like were on a walk and walked by, you'd be oh, like, "That's guess, weird." Guess who could tell? The squirrels. Oh, the because squirrels! Because I was undoing this this huge. So I don't know. I had like four strings of like of like lights. And two of them have been bitten in half because one of them, the plug to the string was missing. Like a squirrel had just bitten off the well, whole plug. I, I found it while I was leaf vacuuming. Yeah. Super, super funny. So we did that. And then obviously we had to reward a- ourselves. I needed like seven rewards after that because I never do yard work. We did three hours of manual labor. On my labor, day off. Which means... Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, which means we needed to see a movie that was almost three three hours long to... Uh, and get popcorn. To offset that popcorn. And those pretzel bites, though. They were pretty good. Yeah. So we saw Ready Player One. We have been waiting so long for this. So long. I have seen like four movies in this span just because I've been waiting for me and Zary to see a movie. It was so worth it. Dude, it, it, it was so good. So I like to recommend TV shows and movies, and I know a lot of them are not for everybody. Ready Player One is for everybody. If you have a soul, if you have a, an ounce of nostalgicness within you, if you just like Steven Spielberg, if you enjoy adventure, if or you love, enjoy books that have been made into movies. Then this might not be for you because... No, yeah, it might be for you. Well, it is based off of a book, but the book and the movie are very different. Oh, is that what you've heard? Yeah. Trust me. I've listened to to two podcasts Mm. breaking down this movie. Well, I want to read the book. You should. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So basically this um, book was... The idea of the book is that there is... In the future, the world is so crowded and is so overpopulated that everyone just goes into this virtual reality world called the oasis and you can make the the oasis like mean like anything so like you could have batman rock climbing or you could fight with the ninja turtles or you could have mrs pac-man encounter you or transformers or the t-rex from jurassic park or anything so it's full of like these nostalgic easter eggs hello kitty Yes, yes, Spongebob was in there, which I didn't even know, but supposedly he was, and, um, but this book was written 30 years ago, so the things that were nostalgic 30 years ago weren't nostalgic now, so they updated some of, some of the stuff, and the whole idea is that the creator of the Oasis basically dies, and he leaves his hidden Easter egg within the game, and you have to complete these three quests within this game to then get to the Easter egg, and there's this bad guy who was the brother from Bloodline, um, Ben Mendelsohn. Exactly. Um, And he's like the villain trying to stop them all from getting this egg. It has the girl from Bates Motel, and she was also in Thoroughbreds, which I'm sure, sure that nobody watched, but it was this indie movie that was somewhat good. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh. Of course I did. I, I have movie pass. I've seen 30 movies this year. Does that one you saw in theaters? Yeah. With Joaquin and Aaron. This year? Like a month ago. Six what? weeks ago. Yeah. 
What? I've, I've, I'm pretty sure that I told you. It's about the girl who kills a horse and then she tries oh, to convince her friend yeah, yeah, to kill yeah, somebody yeah. else. You did tell me about that. That sounded really weird. It was very weird. The The plot sounds weirder than the actual movie No, was. It, that sounds weird. Yeah. So Ready Player One is awesome. It's full of, of nostalgia. I don't want to ruin anything or ruin too much. Um, I really liked it. It kept us entertained the whole time. Like, it had a great plot line. I mean, it was all there. Action, romance, adventure. In our current state of movies, there are a lot of, like, indie movies or movies that, that might not be for everyone, just, like, the general popcorn-eating blockbuster type of movies. This movie is one. Steven Spielberg finally came back. He he stopped trying to, to make... Um, Academy Award-winning movies like like The Post, he just focused on a good adventure like E.T., like Jaws, like Jurassic Park. Like he just wanted to make a new adventure, and Ready Player One is that new adventure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like obviously I hadn't read the book. A lot of people probably have not read this book. Um, like there were old people in the theater with us. Like, yeah. I think they liked it. Like this, like just appeals to a lot of people. Like it's like it's just a good, solid movie that is very enjoyable. Yeah, it has a ton of, of pop culture references. I I want to rewatch it because I listened to a podcast and they were going through all of the nostalgia pop culture references, and it was just in. And I'm like, yo, didn't catch this, didn't catch that, didn't catch that, didn't catch that. So I I want to re rewatch it. And then the third and final big thing that has happened in, in, in our marriage or in my life, and if it's something that I care deeply about, Zara will also be impacted, and that is that the NBA playoffs started the Rockets, the number one seed in the West, baby. Is um, this your hero? No, this is just part of our like marriage moment. Oh, okay. B- because, baby, get ready. The next month, I'm going to be watching a lot of basketball. Mm. A, a lot of basketball. Isaac literally texted us and said, hey, do y'all want to have a, a game night well, yeah, slash I just watch the Rockets to game? hang out with our friends yeah. and gossip with Barb. And Isaac knew that if I came over, then he didn't want to ignore Barb so that if you came over and we played a game, then we could also watch the game. They want to play that um, like boys versus girls game. Battle of the sexes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Never played it. We will dominate. Do you think so? Yeah. But is it boy like boys will dominate like you and Isaac? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's boys answering questions about girls and no, girls answering questions about me boys. And, me and Barb will do good. You could, you could. You think you don't think Barb will? She knows a lot about sports. Sorry, I meant like y'all could. Sorry, like you like plural. Uh, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. You but, think, but you're you're feeling very confident. I'm very confident in my. I've been married to you for a long time. That does, I mean, and I've picked up on a lot of uh, Vera Wang. Betsy Johnson, Coco Chanel. Okay, don't bring up Louboutins, though. Louboutins. Yeah, don't bring that up. Yeah. Because you got confused. I literally do a Bachelor podcast. I know. I know. It's true. We shall see. Well, let's just bring it all the way back and go to Zara's number one favorite song and just go to some little Zero to Hero. My favorite song! Zero to Hero. 
just like that. Zara, I cannot believe that this was your favorite song. It's so good. Of any Disney movie. I just love it. So Zara, what is your hero for this week? Well, this has been something that I've been watching for a couple weeks now, and I'm surprised I have not said it as my hero yet. But that's going to have to be the NBC TV show Timeless. Zara, I am also very surprised that you have not said this as your hero yet. I know. Because you love this show. I do. It's so good. Um, So another thing that I guess, sure, it can be another hero is a podcast I was listening to lately called American History Tellers. And they had, it's all about American history. They have three seasons um, so far. And I have learned so many random things about the Cold War. And Prohibition, and now the Jacksonian area of AKA Andrew Jackson becoming president. Wait, is this from your TV show or from your podcast? These are from my podcast. And okay. so that brings me to the TV show Timeless, which is also all about American history. Okay. Um, so it's about time travel. And basically, these three characters go on adventures all throughout America during different time periods, and they like have to dress up like the characters. So they don't get caught, and it's like a thriller because they're, like, chasing this bad person and trying to, like, stop history from being destroyed. And people – it's in its second season right now, and I'm still in the first season, but people apparently liked this show so much that after the first season, it was supposed to be canceled, and, yeah. like, it, like, got canceled, and then so – Wait, like, you're still in the first season? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. C- continue with what you were saying. I mean, I'm watching it as fast as I can. I know, but you I... You want me to watch other stuff with you. I heard that the second season was 100 times better than the first season. Well, I'm trying to get there. Wow. So you like the show that much. Yeah. And the second season is about to get 100 times better. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Wow. Yeah, so it got canceled, and then I guess the fans were so loyal that they brought it back. Wow. I know. This is one of those sad things where um, you're watching a show that, that I would want to watch, but oh well. That you was the scariest like, face. Let's never you, do that again. You don't. Oh my god. Sorry. Oh my god. About to just start having nightmares. Sarah just said, "No, stop, stop. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Freaking. Oh my gosh. I literally just don't. Put, wow. Put my lip like. I don't know if under my where if it's because I'm tired. You're tired. Or I was thinking about this movie that I just saw. I just stuck my tongue out a little bit. Like no, that wasn't. No, you did something weird. I wasn't oh, an alien. Man. Oh, I'm having nightmares. You're having, having day daymares. Daymares. You're having daymares. Having weird visions right now. Okay, calm down. Drink All your right. cherry limeade. I am glad that you are watching this show, and I'm glad that, that that you can update me on it. Yeah, you don't need to watch it. You don't like American history as much as I do. You have so many other hardcore shows to watch. You're right. You're right. Okay, so my real hero for this week is Ready Player One. I just want to reiterate that. Ready Player One was very, very, very good. Please go see it. Um, Mom and Dad, if you are listening to this, please go see it. Like, just please go see it. All right. I saw another movie, which I enjoyed as a movie. I think that 10% of the people listening to this are going to enjoy it. So this is not a recommend for, for everybody. It is a movie called You Were Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix. If you know Joaquin Phoenix, he's a weird dude, and he likes to be in weird movies. And um, this movie got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. I knew it was an indie 
just weird artsy type of movie so i so i went to go see it it was indie it was artsy it was an original thing it was suspenseful and and like a thriller and had me on the edge of my seat it was not an easy movie to watch but as a person who enjoys like just like weird different types of movies then I enjoyed it. But I wouldn't like it. No. The synopsis is a traumatized veteran named Joe, a.k.a. Mm. Walking Phoenix, unafraid of violence, tracks down Mm. missing girls for a living. By Mm. missing girls, girls who have been abducted by uh, sex trafficking. It's basically taken with Liam Neeson, except instead of Liam Neeson, it's Walking Phoenix, and instead of using his hands, he uses a hammer to kill people. Nope. Sounds terrible. Nope. 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 Bye. Nope. But then the whole thing is, is that a job where he's trying to like rescue this girl it just goes haywire oh man and his whole world flips upside down because he gets hit with the hammer not quite but i don't know yeah so it so it it would yeah was just a great character development movie it's like one of those things where like they show these that where they show those past flashbacks but they only show three seconds and then an hour into the movie you finally get the full picture of what the flashbacks Hmm. and like what their purpose is yeah so it, it's like one of those like it's one of those like puzzle movies like you don't know the full picture until the like end puzzle of movies. the movie um yeah if it did not deal with like intense um brutality yeah it's like one of those things where it wasn't even like a very like it, like it didn't necessarily show the brutal things happening it's just the idea of what was happening was intense hmm um, funny story. You texted me that you were seeing this, and then the next text message said, called, you were never really here. Yeah. And I was just, I, like, read that sentence, and I was like, called you? Never really here? I'm like, did he get confused that, I'm like, not gonna lie. he Worst called? Worst title ever. Did he get confused that, like, he called me, and then I didn't answer? I'm like, I don't have a missed call. Like, I I honestly was very, I, I did not get it. I was like, called you or never really here what yeah not a good movie title i do not like that like what is that what does that say about the movie i don't get it like the girls were never really there i don't i don't know it should just be called hammer killer basically he is this dude that just comes in and like um his whole thing is like he doesn't want people knowing where he lives or that he exists he is just this dude in the shadows he he used to be an fbi agent and then he became this vigilante because the fbi he wasn't quick enough to save these girls and he thought that on his own he could save them all right do you have a zero for this week um well i guess my zero would be doing yard work because then my body hurt really bad the next day and that means I got a good workout, I guess. Yeah. If my body hurt. Sure. But right now that's all I can think of. Pop culture has been pretty good. There hasn't been any like more bomb droppings of people breaking up. Not important people anyway. John Cena and Nikki Bella don't count. All right. Can we talk about, I don't know if this is a, a zero yet, but, but Amazon paid a billion dollars for a new Lord of the Rings show. Huh. A billion dollars. The most expensive show ever for TV. Now, it is Amazon. They have, like, a ton of money. But a billion, that's a billion with a B. That's, like, bibbidi-bobbidi-baker alliteration. Billion. So, I'm not sure how I feel about this. 
Um, I obviously love the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, specifically, not the first one, because the first one is a lot of walking around. Fellowship of the Ring should be called Fellowship of Walking Around the Forest for a long time. But I think that they are, so what I read this interview, basically, um, the president of Amazon, whatever that dude's name is, um, is trying to just create a new pop culture TV show like Game of Thrones since Game of Thrones is ending and they want their own Game of Game of Thrones. So he's just going to spend a billion dollars and hopefully now that's because he has already purchased five seasons worth and the, um, so wait, they're not developing it. They're just like buying it from like something like it's already made. What? I don't get it. Well, no. So, well, yeah. So basically they had to, um, all right. So like J.R. Tolkien, all right, like his family owns obviously the licensing and the rights to it. So they had to pay his family a billion dollars to do five seasons of this or like something like that. Maybe I on this. Somehow they had to pay a large amount of money and then they have now just been calculating out how much money these next five seasons are going to cost. Okay. Interesting. Well, Hope that's successful for so them. So I guess I just mostly wanted to get your feedback on, like, are you excited for a Lord of the Rings show? No. I mean, we don't watch Game of Thrones. I have seen the Lord of the Rings movie, so it's been a long time. But the, there you already have, like, nine hours of footage. I mean, like, that's like a basically a mini series right there. I don't know why we need to revisit this. What I want is, like, the world, all right? I just want... So I play that Shadows of Mordor Xbox game. That was fun. That game is... I almost said lit, all right? That game is fun. I will never say lit, all right? Um, But that game is awesome because it's, like, the world of Mordor. So could we exist in the world of Lord of the Rings? Maybe Mordor. Maybe some other place. I could not exist. Okay. Also, I'm sure that there are some Lord of the Rings fans listening to this that know literally every nook and cranny of of this universe, and they are laughing at our newbiness. But I just saw that on an article, and I'm like, why? Why do we need this? Why does okay, Amazon you need felt this? the same way? Why do we need this? I just don't know. We've already been there, done that. All right. Well, that is all that we have for for this episode. Uh, make sure that you contact us immediately about our takes of this top 10 list. I don't know about immediately. Give us some songs that you think deserve to be on the next episode of numbers 11 through 20 for those rankings. I will tell you, I already have very strong opinions of what should be on. So you maybe you have can strong opinion. Maybe you can sway me. Um, I have another strong opinion, and that is that if you are about to book a Disney vacation, make sure to contact Wendy Trent at Wendy w- w- with a Y, not an I, at yellowshoetravel.com, and she will make all of your magical dreams become true. Yes, I agree. I second that. Do that. Yes. All right. Peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If fading starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.